Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good evening and welcome to Fun Man About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. My name is Chris Kuzmi. I'm Jeff Lord. And I'm Dave Sharfstein. And we're your hosts tonight on Fun Man About It. This is uh, episode 127, I believe. Uh, my regular co-host and love of my life and fantastic uh, tasty fermenter, Mary Izette, is actually off cheating on us with a different podcast tonight. She is the guest on Steal This Beer, which uh, is run by our friends John Hall, uh, Justin Kennedy, and Augie Carton. And uh, if you go to stealthisbeer.com, you can find uh, various episodes there, uh, 15 episodes in currently as far as what they've published, but I know they have stuff in their archives. Uh, episode 8 is particularly nice. Uh, who's that guy? That's uh, Chris Guzman. Oh, look at that. I know, I know that guy. <laughs> it's a great one. It's actually, it's eight. Oh, I take that back. It's episode nine. Uh, it's a good one. I strongly recommend it. It's good. Um, sharing the podcast love. All these podcasts happen because of listeners like you. Uh, to that regard, you should donate to, uh, to uh, HeritageRadioNetwork.org to keep, keep this whole thing alive. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We do have our fun drives, but it's, it's worth mentioning all year round. Um, because then we get people like Dave Sharstein and Jeff Lord into the studio, which is, which is very fun. First, I'm going to go uh, to some, some announcements. Some things going on uh, coming up. Mead Day is uh, August 1st. And uh, if you've never made a mead, and if you, if you have made a mead, find friends to make mead with. It's super easy. It's super fun. And uh, if you wanted to make mead now in time to share on mead day, you could make short mead. And that's that's a whole lot of fun. If you go to Mary's blog, mylifeoncraft.com, there's a bunch of short mead recipes in there. And uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but we'd love to, uh, you know. Have you guys make some of those and hear what you hear what you've done with them, Jeff? Have you ever made a short meat? I've never made a short meat, but I recently got this book, um, this really amazing book uh, that has some really great short meat recipes. How big is the type? Because I, I can't see very well. Uh, well, I mean, I you know pretty blind, but it works for me, <laughs> and the pictures are really pretty too. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speed brewing, I think it's called. No I'm not way. really sure. I, I, um, I think I have a copy or two later on my house. But, uh, <laughs> but great recipes in there for short meat for sure. Totally great book. You get that that's one of the reasons why mary is uh is uh, the guest on augie's show so she's talking all things speed brewing um and speaking of speed brewing we we recently had a really great event up in uh uh croton on croton point park which is the closest city park to new york city where you are legally allowed to drink outside and so annually in four years going back to like late 80s i think the new york city home brewers guild has been um having an annual picnic I think we only started going to Croton Point Park about uh, about ten years ago, but now we've we've opened it up to to all the homebrew clubs under the blanket Brunity, and so we had a Brunity uh, event. Uh, just basically, we we 
through 15 taps up of homebrew, and Mary had wow. a bunch of speed brewing stuff. She had a SEMA uh, on. Uh, we had some seltzer uh, and some, some homemade sodas. I made a bunch of pickles that Mary wants me to talk about today. Like She's don't forget to talk about the pickles. <laughs> I was very proud of the pickles, but I think I actually talked about the pickles last week about what, I, what we did. Um, but they went over really well, uh, half sours, and just like a, a half a gallon, or a quarter gallon of water, 2% brine, uh, coriander, black pepper and and two days ferment and so the, the cucumbers maintain their their crisp consistency which i love in a pickle i yeah, love a crispy half sour pickle anyway what i wanted to say with that also with this uh we raised uh eighteen hundred dollars um through a raffle and through various generous donations from from our members and um from buying stuff uh, for the young survivor coalition which is a, a group for young cancer survivors and um i know we've all been touched by people in our lives with, with that have been affected by that disease and, and that blows and so these things are fun to do anyway on happier notes jeff you just came back from the national homebrewers Con- uh, conference right yes i did and, and a good time was had by all a good time was had by it all it was it was uh it was quite an amazing adventure you your last name is, is uh you are aptly named jeff lord um <laughs> for, for two years in a row you have been lord of the cellar for the national homebrew, homebrewers competition uh, uh northeast regionals here that we held in new york you're the cellar master you're lord of the cellar it is a job that i love to do um, <laughs> i it gives me a sense of purpose and uh also sort of a sense of you know mad power i think yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, it's i like, see I that it. i see it in your I eyes i control the beer fierce. i control the beer it's all mine <laughs> mine you can only have this bottle um, no, I, I, I have, uh, last year at the National Homebrewers Compet- uh, Competition, second round, I did, I stewarded, um, I do the Cellar Master in, thing. In, uh, in second round, so yeah. at, at the competition yeah, itself. Yeah, at the competition What itself. was that like? I've actually never judged or, or stewarded for, for it when you got to that point. And it's, didn't you have national judges that you have? Yeah, I, we had three national rank judges on, on our panel, um, and it was porters, and it was, it was something to behold. The organization is flawless. Everything is where it needs to be. Um, you know, serving, they move through those beers so quickly, but just listening to what they talk about and the flavors and the, and the things that they describe, um, it's, it's masters at work. I mean, it's really something to behold and they got to go through a lot of beer and they do it all very, very quickly, but also very rigorously. And I was amazed we had, um, we had, it was two judging groups, judging, um, porters and, uh, they were uh, independently coming to a score and without fail, they were within one or two points of each other every single mm-hmm. time. It was pretty amazing. Did they do a cal- calibration ale in the morning? Uh, I did not see them do a calibration ale. Uh, so I don't know if they had done that before uh, while we were getting our steward instructions. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were just... Uh, we just went to the to the judging tables and just started serving homebrew. It was, we were done in I think I did, we did the whole round in an hour and a half. I think. Do you think doing that um, helped you prepare for it, doing it on the smaller ish scale? But it's the same amount. It's yeah, it's the 70, same amount. Of beers, yeah, both absolutely, of absolutely. Um, y- you know, I I really I think that stewarding is is a very important thing, and it's one of the unsung heroes of competition. Absolutely. Um, and one of the reasons that I I do it and I want to do it and I don't want to judge, 
Because I think that, you know, everybody who comes through, not everybody, but a lot of people who come through as stewards are looking to become judges. Yeah. And so you lose a continuity of, of the best way to do things, your best practices, so to speak. And so um, when I, you know, I, I don't want to be a judge. I, I want to be a steward, and I want to be a perma-steward is what I call myself. Perma-steward. Perma-steward. So that the next time we do um, the first round of the National Homebrew Competition, if I'm there... Would you rather be a steward, or would you like to be cellar master? Oh, I'll always the be the cellar master. You're lord yeah, of the cellar. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so, so that I have But you that. do the great steward talk. I mean, you, you are great for <laughs> hooking up those stewards, because the communication well, between the cellar and the steward is, it is, is, is critical, important. right. But, I, you know, I think it's that continuity of experience, and and I think you guys had it, had it right to, to put some of this down on paper and to sort of build a Bible of how to run a good competition. So I think that's really important, because people, you know... People don't want to stick around to do the, the and I, I know that's really not fair, but people don't want to stick around to do the hard work. And, yeah. you know, stewarding and, and cellar mastering and, and putting all those labels on and, and <laughs> working on the computer, that's a lot of hard work. But if you don't do yeah. that, you don't have competition. So That's true. And to that regard, I also want to send a, a, a big shout out and a lots, of, lots of love to Brooklyn Homebrew, uh, one of our local homebrew stores, yeah. which uh, uh, they've decided to move on um, from from uh, having that that store locally so we'll be down to a couple of stores other stores um but we love you and thank you for the community and that's where we did a lot of or some of that that background work uh, putting the labels on yeah i was just um, there uh, on saturday for a class and mm-hmm. and it's just sad i just love those guys they're yeah like i know family. they're amazing <laughs> but you know just the business of, of retail they, i think oh it can't i mean easy. i'll them speak to it we'll have them on uh, soon and we'll talk about kind of like the trials and tribulations of that um you know uh, but in the meantime... In the meantime, what else did you learn at the National Homebrewers Conference? Well, it was really... And tell me about this bag that you brought me. Okay, so um, this year, instead of stewarding for the competition, um, I decided to volunteer for the sessions to help out. Um, so last year, I did the second round of the, the NHC. This year, I was pouring beer pretty much for three sessions. Uh, and one of the sessions that I, that I poured for was... Uh, it was about an experimental hop that they released only to homebrewers. So this is a hop that they developed that they uh, basically planted one acre of, and it got so much. They liked it so much that they're going to eventually um, release it commercially. But in the meantime, they are packaging it and selling it for homebrew use only. Um, and the panel was uh, Vinny Chalerzo was was on it, and he was one of the first to brew a beer. Um, it's called I don't. 438? HBC 438, but they, they call it Ron Mexico. Ron Mexico? <laughs> yes. And he brewed a, a what he called a, a session IPA with it, and it was one of the three beers that we poured for that session, and it was just, it's a really interesting hop. Um, they it's, it's very peachy, stone fruity, and it's got, it's huge alpha acid, and so I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a hop guy, I don't even know what to do with that thing. Um, 16.6. Yeah. So, um, and that was one of the sessions that I went to and, and actually stewarded. I did another one. Speaking of meads, I did a mead panel. Um, uh, Michael Fairbrother was on it. And we love uh, Michael. Uh, Ken Schramm was on it as well. And there were some other homebrewers. And they poured actually five different meads uh, for everyone to taste. Um, if you're a member of the AHA, you can go to homebrewersassociation.org forward slash AHA dash events dash meet your day or not dash uh, forward slash meet dash day uh and on in the bottom right corner when it talks about meet day it also has all the conference seminars on Mead. uh these this is members only content but uh you can you can download these uh the exact seminars you're talking yeah. about 
Uh, the w- interesting thing about that, they had some ghost pepper means, which you'd think would be terrible. Delicious. Uh, unbelievably good mm-hmm. with that, that pepper right note right at the back. And the other really so, interesting one. What? It's really neat to see you know the cycle of stuff and how we all influence each other. Uh, Michael Fairbrother judged uh, Bob Slanzi's uh, ghost pepper mead at at Homebrew Alley a couple years back, and he was like, "Oh my god, I gotta make this!" I gotta, <laughs> and I gotta he make did, this and it was yeah. really good. And he, to that regard, too, I wanted to say it because it's uh, Bob Slanzi did a collaboration with uh, Melovino, and they're calling it Mellow uh, Mellow Evil. Oh, I saw um, that label. And so this weekend, the 18th in New Jersey, uh, Melovino is releasing their collaboration, the Ghost Pepper Mead, and, and they're they're doing a, just a pepper meads uh, kind of side project from uh, out of Melovino called Mellow Evil, all peppers. <laughs> delicious i was surprised because i i i thought it was going to be just like a throat scorcher and that heat just hits you sort of at the back of your throat right after you drink Mm -hmm. the delicious mead and it just makes you want more makes you thirsty um the other interesting mead well they had several but the other one uh, i know in grand rapids you and mary had gone to the honey tasting Mm -hmm. seminar Mm -hmm. with ken tram yeah and he he had made a mead with using every variety of honey that you tasted at that really yeah (laughs) he blended all that blended it all together and made a mead out of it and it was surprisingly good and and very complex dave and i we we are part of a group now called uh, wine for beardos and uh you know we host mary and i hosted this this the the one on Sancerre uh, maybe a mm. couple months back. And, uh, no, Sinsalt. 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 Sancerre. Sancerre? Awesome. No, not Sancerre. <laughs> Sinsalt. Um, Sinsalt. And we had a bunch extra. And so we put them all together in hopes of making a red wine vinegar. Ooh. It didn't take, though. We, didn't, we should have thrown, thrown a mother in there, but that would have been fun. How do you fail at making vinegar? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was still tasty. <laughs> no, sour, sour, darn you. Do you think mead, uh, you think mead's coming out, coming, coming up? I mean, I don't know, because we're in our own circles, and so, you know, mead is still just... I mean, I my friends know about mead. Right. I forced them to. Well, I'll but. tell you, um, at... So, Michael Fairbrother did... Um, he served meads at two of the Brewing Network parties, the mm-hmm. the Brewing Network 9 and the Brewing Network 10 party. And at the Brewing Network 9 party, the mead that he served was the best thing I had at the entire event. It was, did you have the Braggot? Yeah. The Imperial Stout Braggot? Yeah, he, did, awesome. he brought that back and uh, this year as well. And it was... Yeah, I'm excited to taste. Uh, I hope I'm able to taste his collaboration with Stone, which was an Imperial yes, Stout right, Braggot. Right. So I don't think they can sell that. Mom, was the problem? I got to call. I got to call Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Say, can you send me a quote unquote yeast well, sample? Maybe, maybe they can, <laughs> but uh, I know that he was talking about in the seminar that there's um, some restrictions on collaborating between various and sundry alcohols that you can't sell in this country. Back to the hop thing. I'm very excited. Uh, Dave and I are going out in September to Yakima Valley oh, uh, for Hop Union's uh, Hop and Brew School, and uh, there I think there are still tickets left to that. Uh, to the homebrew side, it's pretty awesome to be there and get the relationship with the, with the hops. I went last year on the homebrew side. Um, it is almost time for a break, but I'm going to introduce what's going to happen after the break. Uh, last summer, I had the sincere pleasure of hanging out with uh, Michael Ferguson um, of BJ's Restaurant, and uh, also known as Mufasa. You might know him from uh, early days in the Brewing Network. Um, he is also the host of Beer Geeks TV, um, which is a which is in the middle of airing its second season uh and i he came and hung out with me at 508 we brewed a collaboration together and they they filmed me for three days going through various things and and it was a 
very stressful <laughs> a time having a camera in your face all the time. But now I think it'd be better prepared because I know what it is. Kind of like having uh, it was a microphone great. in your face. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to radio, my friend. Um, it, was, it was totally a lot of fun. He's pretty amazing, really inspiring. Um, and the, the last day that he was with me, we went to Barcade and uh, we had a little kind of pop-up festival uh, called Funky. It was Funky 10, which is a bring-your-own-beer festival but themed to American-made Belgian-style beers. And so we slung a bunch of beers and we, we raised money for BARC, an uh, animal coalition, uh, for, uh, BARC Animal Shelter. Um, and then when everything was said and done, I was wonderfully relieved. All the cameras were finally off. We were hanging. But, of course, Mary and I had been drinking a little bit. And we decided, hey, let's do a great interview with Michael, Fer- <laughs> or Michael Ferguson. And so after the break, we're going to listen to uh, that very uh, very happy and uh, slightly re- imbibed <laughs> uh, thing. And I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, thank you, Michael Ferguson, for, for, for humoring us and, and being this. And thank you guys for joining us on Ferment About It. Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. This is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Welcome to Fermenta About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Wow. <laughs> I'm Mary Isaac. I'm Chris Kuzmi. And we're with... Michael Ferguson. <laughs> of Beer Geeks TV. Of Beer Geeks TV, uh, I've yes. I've had indeed. the sincere pleasure of, of spending the last three days with Michael Ferguson of Beer Geeks TV. They, they've uh, finished their first season of Beer Geeks TV. We're on the second thing, we, soon to come, uh, featuring 508. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you know what? This has been, that has been all about you know my life. But Michael Ferguson, you are. Are incredible. There's a reason you're the host of this show. A, you're fantastically awesome. You're, you are fun. You are He's fun. only saying that because it's true. You have charismatic. Well-spoken. <laughs> you know, made for TV. But not only that, one of the things that really impressed me in our three days was, was you know, when, when I'm not always, ironically, uh, you know, being the host of this radio show, the most articulate person, but when when, when things would, would go a certain way, you just drop knowledge all over the place, which was awesome. You have a lot of experience in the, in, in, in the in the beer industry, um, where did you get your start, and, and how did this come about? Uh, um, Chris, this is just another way of you telling me I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But but I am, I am. I, I, Dirt was my classmate. He was a year behind me, actually. But um, 
I got my start, you know, German style brewing. Uh, I, I, my mentor was Dan Gordon of Gordon Beers, okay. and uh, he, uh, you know, graduated with a doctorate from Bayern Stefan. And I, tr- I uh, trained under him for five years, and I went to Siebel, the oldest American Institute of Brewing Studies, okay. and did the short course because I had already like got right. the Dan Gordon thing. <laughs> sure. And uh, then I did my uh, apprenticeship uh, at Voxenbrau Technik yeah. uh, in Ulm, and uh, Jos Voxen was a classmate of Dan Gordon's. So I had this big grounding in German-style stuff. The problem here is that I was a bit of a beer Nazi. I mean, okay. really, truly. What does that mean? Yeah, let's talk about beer Nazis. Uh, okay, let me, let me describe my brewery. Uh, when you walked in my brewery, it was positive air pressure. Air went out, not in. You had to step in an iodine bath to come in. You okay. couldn't wear open-toe shoes. Yeah. I, I put little booties on you that you tied at the thing and I did not allow lactating women in the brewery okay that was that's I why mean, they can't play djembe right yeah exactly so eight years and then I realized it's like and I know Dan Gordon probably hates me for it but then I realized that you know beer was like an environmental thing it was, yeah. wasn't just Germany you know you ask a German alright what does it take to brew beer they say it takes a scientist you ask a Belgian person a brewer what does it take to make beer and they say an artist and really what we do here in the United States craft brewing is a combination of art craft and science yeah absolutely okay and uh, that's why working with you from from this community and you Mary uh, was was very nice because uh, you know it takes us back to our roots it takes you back to what really started this craft brewing thing going on in the United States you know I mean yeah it was uh you know, it was beer, and a lot of the guys that first started, they, they've been, become really big now. But, you know, they started out as home brewers, man. When Sierra Nevada started, he was using dairy equipment. He was basically brewing in a bathtub. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Bill Owen. Don't brew in a bathtub. Don't brew in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're sanitary. If you can sanitize your bathroom, it's totally fine. Now, if you're, no, wait, if you're making Belgian-style beers. <laughs> you can turn your bathtub into, like, a, a cool ship, right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, after as all. As long as you don't use a toilet in the same room. <laughs> after all. Uh, the, uh, the guy at uh, Rogue used his beer for beard for oh, yeast. Yeah, used his beard yeah. for yeast. Yeah. So you, you recently did an episode at, uh, we at did. Rogue, right? Yeah. Just you know what? So there's so much great stuff going on in the industry right now. Uh, it's it's I'm in my happy place. It's super happy time for me. All right. My happy uh, place is cake cleaning. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It pays. It pays to be in the industry as long as I have because I don't have to do that stuff anymore. Indeed. You know what? That's that's the thing. You know, you, you'll get to a certain place. You're young. I got T-shirts your age, man. <laughs> so that. you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you've got this like immense knowledge. Uh, you've got people following you. Uh, you've got a book out. You know, people are gonna be asking you for interviews. It's gonna be one of those things, and we're at the forefront of all this going on a second time. Right. Because the first yeah. time it was there, but then something happened. We stumbled. We didn't have the right stuff for the American people. Yeah. What do you think the stumble was? Yeah, what? What, what is the stumble? I know exactly what it was. We we had to become humble and have some entry-level beers. People did not have entry-level beers. All right? So you had to have a Kolsch. You had to have a, a, a cream ale. You had to do these things where people could come in and say, well, I'm not a craft beer drinker, so what can I drink that you make? Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, A1 sauce hot pepper chili beer was not the beer for them. Right? What they wanted 
was a beer that tastes like something that could give them the bridge from, you know, American, quote-unquote, pilsners to craft beer. And that was the mistake we made in the 90s. Plus, there was a lot of bad beer out there. Yep. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And knowledge has become so much more accessible. Oh, so, yeah, it's so different. Yeah. I mean, the whole... I mean, the, 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 the accessibility of even this radio show, you know, for example, is, 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 you know, and, and Brewing Network and, and all the other things. All the other good people and, and out there. Like the, you know, it, it, it's a sharing of knowledge, sharing of information, and like a rising tide floats all things. And so we're all Absolutely. sharing it. Absolutely. You know, we had a, we, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had our microbiologist from, from Brooklyn Brewery talking about how, you know, it. he actually used to work at, at Drew Bombard. Right. He used to work, used to work at, at uh, uh, New Belgium. Yeah. And, and they would, you know, always accept lab samples uh, of everybody else yeah. mm-hmm. and, and give them their opinion and feedback uh, because it's in, even though it was time on them, they weren't be pay, being paid by those other companies. Right. It was about... Raising, raising quality, yes. because that helps everybody. Everybody. And the better beer you have all around, it's the better it is for everybody. Absolutely. Because anytime you walk into a place as a, as a guest, as a customer, and you have bad beer, you're going to tell five people. If yeah. you go in and have great beer, you might tell one. Yeah. All right? It's, it's unfortunate that that's the balance, but that's what happens. Yeah. And right. another unfortunate thing, is, or the, the biggest unfortunate thing, is that that one bad beer people talk about more than they oh, talk absolutely. about the good stuff. They always remember the bad stuff. It's the one rotten apple that spoils a whole heck. Just come up with a Michael Jackson song. Very good. Is that Michael Jackson? Yes. But we've now, you know, we're now at a place where we have an amazing amount of American craft beers. And American yes. craft brewers are now kind of setting the standard. They're right? setting the standard. They have taken every style and are mm-hmm. re- well, you know, uh, we, we met the guy from Israel, and they're, yes. they're, they're, they're looking to us for yeah. craft beer. Japan is looking to the United yeah. States for Belgian. craft beer. Belgian. Even Germany sometimes. Even Germany sometimes. In fact, we did a collaboration with, uh, <laughs> with um, the Bavik Brewery in Belgium. Oh, yeah? Who's we? Uh, we, uh, the BJ's Restaurant Sink. All right. And um, they, were, they first said, oh, this will never work. I mean, you know, you, you're doing a Belgian IPA. I mean, there's too many hops in here. It's not going to work. My boss went over there. He brewed the first one, and he's, like, throwing in the hops. It's like, oh, this is going to be awful. Um, and then, like, three weeks into it, it's like, oh, you know, this isn't tasting bad. <laughs> Two months into it, it's like, this is pretty good. All right. A year after we made the first batch, they wanted the European rights to it. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, our style of doing things, our, our craft, is, is now the new set standard. We're no longer looking back to tradition. Right. All right? We're making tradition. Yeah. And 100 years from now, people are going to go, well, you know, the American craft brewing scene is what made beer today possible. You know? Yeah. You know, when, we're, when we're on the space station and, and the first guys go up there to make zero-gravity beer, right? right? It's like, how do we filter out the yeast? Centerfuge. <laughs> As we talked about over the few days, or the last few days, uh, yeah, I'm a musician first, and uh, you know, there's, there's a book called uh, you know, "Zen in the Art of, of Guitar Playing." Mm-hmm. I don't play guitar, but the philosophies in this book are really are really great. And, and the first the first paragraph of this is like, you know, don't uh, don't don't play to the styles that are already popular. Don't don't try and be culture and all this stuff. You're you always gonna be you're quote unquote chasing the train. Right. You know. You know, brew it or sorry. 
make play the music it. that you yeah play play what you like. The confusion is understandable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, to me, there's a very very symbiotic right. relationship. Um, you, make what you want to make. Uh, make the music you want to make, and the, they will find you there. You're not the only one who thinks or, or has the palette that you have. I mean, palettes are like fingerprints, Absolutely. and everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that have one, ones that are similar to yours to, to go there. You know, that's why I don't get mad at anybody that says I don't like this beer that I might have made because. You know, if I made the beer that everybody liked, it would only be my beer. Right. Right? I want everybody's beer. And I suspect it's likely that if they don't like one of your beers, they're going to like another. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, absolutely. There's, I mean, Everybody has their kind of... Sure. I've got my bailiwick. I'm, I'm not a real fan of uh, northern, you know, um, Berliner Weisses. Right? right? Just not a fan. You know? I don't care how much syrup you put in there. I'm just not a fan. However... As, as a judge, as a BJCP judge like you are, um, I know how to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. All right? And, right. And, and, that, and that is something that's actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. That's something that's happening. A, see ya. That's something that's happening a lot now is that we have raised the bar. Yeah. I agree. Now that the bar is raised, we have to leave it up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And and my, my problem with what's happening right now, two breweries opening a day, is... I know that people's palates have been raised. I know they're going to make pretty good beer. My fear is that they don't understand the business that it takes yeah. to yeah. run a yeah. brewery. Yeah, no, that's yeah. absolutely true. All right? So... Uh, well, because you're not just pandering to that 2% that's exactly. writing all those reviews. You're, those you know, you want you're to make the beers, people. first of all, that you love and that absolutely. you excel in making. Mm-hmm. And that will, you know, and that everybody will drink. Absolutely. So, so I mean, it's it's a it's 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 a balancing act yeah. that not everybody could do. Yeah. All right. And uh, you know, people ask me all the time, it's like, when are you going to open your brewery? It's like, never. I'm going to open a bar and sell really good beer that everybody else makes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's an informed opinion and and, 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 and sense, which I which I totally appreciate. And right. Love. I mean, I love making beer. I love brewing. Uh, I don't brew near as much as I used to. I mean, I used to brew every day. Now I brew like maybe four or five times a year. Just to remind myself why I don't do it anymore. It's a young man's <laughs> job. Yeah. I'm old. It's a young man's job. I there are places I used to crawl into that I can't fit in anymore. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a young man's job, you, and leave it to the young guys. My brewery, you wouldn't have been able to fit in. There. No, I don't. No, I, 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 no, really. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not exactly on the Giant, but I'm a big mother. <laughs> Shut, Shut your, your mouth! mouth. <laughs> I'm just talking about Michael Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, man. So, okay, with that, like you saw my brewery system. What's the smallest brewery that, you, that you've dealt with uh, in, in, in your travels with Beer Geek TV? Uh, actually, I got to tell you, Two Barrels is about the smallest one. Oh, yeah? I think our smallest one before that was Three Barrels. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? And Where we, was that? That was in, uh, that was in uh, Minnesota. No, Wisconsin, sorry. And we actually went to a candy maker and made candy. Uh, oh, wow. Made rock candy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're rock candy, baby. <laughs> and we made the rock candy, and, uh, and but the brewery was, was it was a three-and-a-half barrel system. So okay. basically, and then we have, for BJ's, we have a three-and-a-half barrel system, which is our R&D system. Yours is okay. a two-barrel system. Yeah, and a makeshift one of that. Yeah, that's a... That's a that might be the smallest. Well, that's that's, cool. that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that because that <laughs> so might be part of the voiceover. <laughs> what, what, what was the biggest system that you've done? Oh my god! And, I mean, you guys well, you did Founders Odell and Stones. Yeah, we, we Stones, Stones is, is I I might have to say, well Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah. That's okay, Stones is large, yeah. and they got two Rolex, but 
the 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 Hupmans up in uh, at Sierra Nevada, all right, are gigantic, and the ones at New Belgium are are gigantic. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking 200, 400 barrel systems. Yeah. I mean, these are big. These are big machines. Is that on, is that on the, the brew side for a barrel system or a four iron barrel fermenter? Oh no, that's on the brew side. Yeah. Wow. No, no, we're, we're talking big. The cool thing about beer goose TV is you guys have seen the spectrum. I mean, you've seen oh, yeah. the biggest, the small, now the smallest. Yeah. Yeah. So this is and then of, everything in between. So that's cool. It's 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 a it's not just about the big names. No, it's, it's to celebrate the craft brewing yeah, industry yes. yeah. and the real roots of the craft brewing yeah. industry are places like Chris's. Oh, all right. Geez. I mean, stop it. <laughs> no, really. Stop it. That that more. that is that's that's the roots. You you're in there. You're you're making stuff. It's selling well. You're experimenting. I mean, that's what we do. We yeah, think outside yeah. the glass, right? And we're trying to put more. Um, and different varieties in front of the American public. Yeah. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah, and turning more people onto craft beer. Absolutely. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Well, also dropping science, man. Purple. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm still so impressed that you know when, when it came time to, for the pointy point, points, mm. like you just fucking dropped it. I don't care that I said that. Welcome to Ferment about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, really. but, but I mean, really, like I, I, I uh, wasn't sure that, that we were going to get that technical, and, and it was awesome. Like the, that, that very CB. Uh, with you as the host is, is an awesome thing and, uh, and uh, educational, fun. Uh, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I was a star in one of them. Right. And I'm but, totally a star. Like it was awesome. Uh, but let, let, let me say this. Let me say this because a lot of people will, will, will eventually comment on this. Am I the best brewer out there? Absolutely not. A- am I is the... anyone the best brewer? There is no, no there is no that's best brewer. That's what drives me nuts about these freaking lists. I know. I know. That, that's all just like, right. However, I'm, I'll put my passion against anybody's out there. Yeah. Right? And passion. that is the thing to me. That that's what brought me into the industry. Not making money. Yeah. You know? I, when I, when I, mean, I, I could have stayed an engineer for IBM if I wanted to make money. Right. You know? Yeah. I right. fell into this. I backed into it. The bug bit me just like it bit you. And boom. Here I am. Yeah. Here you are. Here you are. Yep. It's about the love. It's about the it's love. About the love. It's about the love. And you know where there's a lot of love? In a glass. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Michael Ferguson. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. For men about it. For men about it. For men about it. Thank you again so much. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, that's my fault. Here, there we go. Woo! Went straight into some other stuff on my computer. Could have been anything. Glad it wasn't offensive. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Forbid About It. What the hell's going on? <laughs> That's me crashing. Here we go. <laughs> if you want to see Beer Geeks television, go to www.ora.tv. That's ora.tv forward slash Beer Geeks. Thanks, Michael Ferguson. Thanks, David Page, the producer of that show. And thanks to the engineer of our show, Liz Smith. You're the best. And thank you, Jeff Lord, for joining us. Thank you, Dave Sharstein, for joining us. Let's go have some Roberta's Pizza. Did I mention how good the pizza is? here for men about it over here. thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Your